good day, ladies and gentlemen. First, I would like to welcome you to this very special AFCON 2021 flight. And we are cruising at an altitude of 33,000 feet at an airspeed of 400 miles per hour. Time check is 9 o'clock GMT. 4 o'clock East Coast American time. And this is Captain Philip speaking on your most exciting, informative, and educative sports show. The weather looks good. And with the tailwind on our side, we are expected to land in Douala. And the next few seconds... The weather in Cameroon is clear and sunny with a high of 25 degrees earlier this afternoon. And hopefully, we hope to give you a smooth flight with all the details that you need to know. So, I will be speaking to you throughout the show as well with our special guest this evening. I will tell you about that special guest briefly as the show goes along and i'll give you all the details that you need to know about the afcon in cameroon the COVID situation tomorrow's opening game between senegal and zimbabwe there's a key detail you need to know i'll bring you that detail and earlier today host nation cameroon beat burkina faso by two goals to one i'll bring you all the highlights the details and just a while ago, Kevet beat Ethiopia by a lone goal. And I will give you all the details that you need to know. So ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are tuning in to this special AFCON 2021 episode of the podcast, sit back, relax, and enjoy this special podcast. Without much ado, I welcome you with our special AFCON 2021 song, We Stand for Africa. Oh yes, 
Africa Unite. And earlier this afternoon, the first major football tournament of 2022 kicked off, which is the 33rd edition of the African Cup of Nations. A host of Premier League and European stats descended on Cameroon with the host facing Burkina Faso in the opening game. First scheduled to start in June 2021, but subsequently brought forward to January last year to avoid Cameroon's reigning season. The tournament has been delayed to 2022 because of the coronavirus pandemic. The Confederation of African Football faced a lot of criticism over the timing of its continental showpiece. And last month had to address rumors the tournament will further be delayed or moved following the emergence of the Omicron variant of COVID-19. However, the games have started beautifully and have gone ahead to make some records and to break some records. And for the second consecutive tournament, the Nations Cup will have 24 participants. That means six groups of four with the top two qualifying for the last 16 alongside the four best-ranked third-place teams. The games will mostly be played 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 7 o'clock, all GMT during the group stages, with the two latter kickoff times being used in the knockout stages from Sunday, the 23rd of January. And on this show, which is your most authentic and exclusive AFCON 2021 station, will be giving you all the updates that you need to know about the final in Yaoundé's Olympic Stadium on Sunday, the 6th of February. The first game shown will be the heavyweight clash between Nigeria and Egypt and all subsequent games between Ghana and Morocco will be giving you all the updates that you need to know. Who are the main contenders? It is hard to look past Algeria, who are on a 34-match unbeaten run and are led by Manchester City winger Riyad Mahrez. Senegal's Mani, Africa's top-ranked side for the past three years, were runners-up in 2019 and among the main contenders whilst record seven-time champions Egypt boast arguably the best player in the world right now in Mohamed Salah, who has shown and shined for Liverpool this season. Ghana and Nigeria are among the continent's most successful countries but had unconvincing 2022 World Cup qualifying campaigns, whilst Cameroon are chasing their sixth Nations Cup title who fancy their chances of hosting and winning on home soil. Mali could be a surprise package after reaching the World Cup playoffs by going unbeaten despite being stripped of home advantage. Ivory Coast, Morocco and Tunisia are among the other former champions present and at the end of the spectrum, Comoros and the Gambia are first-time qualifiers. qualifiers. There are a bit of off-the-field issues with regards to the COVID pandemic. And let me give you a bit of details about that. And just before that, after we are done with that, I will take you and give you all the details on who our guest is and we'll be speaking to our guest shortly. Countries suffering COVID outbreaks will have to play the African Cup of Nations games even if they have only 11 players available. New guidelines from the Confederation of African Football State Games will still go ahead even if none of the 11 players is a goalkeeper. Any nation unable to fulfill a fixture will forfeit the game 2-0. This guidance has been issued after several nations reported COVID cases before the tournament started earlier this afternoon. The Confederation of African Football said that in exceptional cases, the tournament's organizing committee will take the appropriate action. 
Earlier on Friday, Egypt delayed their departure for the tournament, which was taking place in Cameroon, and were forced to cancel training sessions after coronavirus cases were reported in their camp. The pharaohs who have won the competition a record seven times eventually flew to Cameroon on Saturday. Arsenal striker Pierre-Emerick Abimayang was among two players to test positive in the Gabon squad earlier last week, Thursday. Guinea were also forced to leave the, behind defender Mikel and midfielder Sila and striker Seiduba Suma at their training base in Rwanda, all because of COVID. Kived and debutants Gambia were hit by several positive tests last week, while Tunisia have also reported cases from their pre-tournament camp. And earlier today, we've heard cases of Mendy and Koulibaly also going out for the Senegal team as a result of testing positive. Meanwhile, coach Cissé of Senegal had this to say. He said, it's a difficult and complicated situation. Cissé looks set to have just 17 players available for his game tomorrow because of several COVID-19 cases and injuries that have hit the, Boki, the Senegalese camp. And on our show today, we have Mr. Justin Ajimain Akowa, an individual who is in love with a beautiful game. His passion for the game is great to the extent he pays attention to details and does a good job and patient job to understand. An aspiring person who can work in almost every aspect of football and he loves to make a change in the lives of people through the world's most loved game. And tonight, we are privileged on having Mr. Justin Akowa on the show for the second time. And I'm excited to have him, and I'm sure our guests and many listeners across the globe on the African continent, Americas, Asia, Europe, and Oceania are also excited and looking forward to Mr. Justin Akowa's updates, previews, and all the details he has for us. Let's take Mr. Akowa's views. Let's speak to Mr. Akowa. Hello, Mr. Justin. Hello, Philip. Good evening. Good evening, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, last uh, Friday, we enjoyed your updates on Group A, Group B, Group C. And uh, today, earlier on, we had the opening game for Group A. But just before we come to that discussion, what do you have for us for Group C and the rest of the three groups that were left to be discussed? Kindly update us. So for the rest of the three groups, um, in Group D... Uh, the teams will be Egypt, Guinea-Bissau, Nigeria, and Sudan. As we all know, um, Egypt have one of the most experienced squads, and they have Carlos Queiroz in charge of their team. And they will be going into this tournament as one of their favorites in this year's showpiece. And now they have one of the best players and one of the most productive players in terms of goals and assists leading their line. That's Mohamed Salah. They have um, El Shanawi, one of the best goalkeepers in Africa. They have Mahmoud Trezeguet from Aston Villa, as well as Mustafa Mohamed, one of their one one of the best exports they've they've had in terms of their attackers, who's who's now at Galatasaray and signed a permanent deal not long ago after he moved from Zamalek. And now their their counterparts, their close counterparts, who are going to be a threat to them in the group. Are obviously the Super Eagles of Nigeria. That's at um, that's at Genet Raw. That's at Genet Raw. A few a few months before the, this tournament started, they are coming. They are coming into this tournament with um, their former coach Augustine Egwavon as as their head coach, and they are going to look. They are going to look at how they can limit this. They can limit the amount of. The amount of backward steps they've made 
and actually produce a good team in order to to be able to play this year. Now there are players they have they have as we all know Nigeria have some of the best players in in this tournament. Alexi Wobi of Everton, Kelechi Ihenacho of Leicester, um Wilfred Indidi of Leicester, they have Ahmed Musa, their captain, as well as Taiwo Awoni of Union Berlin, who just left, who signed permanently from Liverpool after impressing on loan last season. And now he's, I think, top 10 goal scorers in the Bundesliga and is having a very good season. As, 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 as we all know, the Super Eagles have made a bit of mistakes as they've, they've lost out on um, one, of, one of the most informed forwards to in the English Premier League as well, in the name of Emmanuel Dennis, who apparently Watford confirmed that the Super Eagles were late in terms of sending sending um, the notification for him to participate in the AFCON tournament. And now he's unable to attend this AFCON tournament. And former and the and the top goal scorer in the 2019 Afghan Cup of Nations, Odion Igalu, is also going to miss this Afcon due to a clause in his contract at his present club Al Shabab, which says that he can't he can't play he can't play this um, this year's tournament. So then that's that's Nigeria. But then but then there's another problem too as they lost out Victor Osimen to an injury a facial injury which he recovered and he was going to play this Afcon in a face mask. But then. He, he he was reported to have COVID nineteen, which meant he was going to miss this tournament. So then those are the two those are the two teams I tip to make it out of the tournament A of Group D. And that's what and, and that's what I think with probably Guinea Bissau Guinea Bissau actually. Mr. Akua, just some. before you go to Guinea Bissau, I want us to, to look at the Nigerian B uh, team a little bit. Um, sure. If you look at the the situation with the European clubs, um, would you and uh, you look at the earlier this morning, just before I come to my question, earlier this morning, Napoli on the official social media handles, especially on Twitter, announced that Victor Osime had just tested negative and will be coming out of isolation, which is quite interesting that uh, they would make such an announcement on the day when the African Cup of Nations is, uh, was scheduled to begin and at a time when uh, Nigeria's hands are tied when they can't make any changes to the official squad list. Again, Watford, uh, beyond the Emmanuel Dennis incident, also had a similar situation with Senegal in Sa, where he was also refused uh, 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 from joining the uh, uh, Senegalese team, and uh, uh, and also Igalo, who was the uh, uh, top scorer in the last Afcon uh, with his club as well in Saudi Arabia. If you look at all the hula balloon that has that has come with the Afcon, and uh, just before that, uh, Sebastian Ale also about two weeks ago after a, a game in the area DVC was reportedly asked. Uh, would he be playing in the Afcon, and uh, and all the negativity that has that that has sought to derail the image of the tournament? What do you make of this? Do you think that the European clubs are trying to play foul, or there is a mischief, or they have genuine concerns? Well, it is. It depends. It depends on each club and their situation. So for. Watford, we understand that they are in the relegation scrap in the English Premier League. And for Emmanuel Dennis, he's, one, he's been one of the most prolific forwards um, in, terms of, in terms of goals and assists, which combined is only Mohamed Salah that was leading him before the Afghans um, started. So then Watford rely heavily on Emmanuel Dennis. So then you can see that Watford weren't weren't ready to let go that easily but then in this case apparently it was a mistake made on the Nigerian Football Federation's part. For Ismail Asar, he had a ligament injury about two months ago and he was working through recovery. His rehab isn't done. So then it's it's so then Senegal talking to Watford 
for him to be available from the quarterfinal seems a little bit um, premature because it won't benefit anyone at this point because Sa Sa hasn't isn't much fit. He's not sharp. He wouldn't be as ready to go. So then, it it really it really isn't it really isn't the fault of Watford and um, that they have to hold on to Sa. For Napoli, Napoli, we all know how they are relying on Ozyman this season. He's been brilliant. He involves everyone in their gameplay. He is fast. He's quick. He is strong, and he has proved to be one of the best number nines in the Italian Serie A. So then you can see that the amount of reliance that they have on him show and, and the reluctance for them to release him to Nigeria. And now you can see that there is a little bit of foul play involved that will not make him unable to play this Afghan. So then for Ozyman's, um for Ozyman's issue, it is down to Napoli and with their foul play that, that wouldn't allow him to play in this tournament. Thank you so much, Mr. Kowa, for that uh, succinct submission. Um, you can continue with the rest of the updates in terms of Group D with um, Guinea-Bissau. So for, so for Guinea-Bissau, I think, I believe this is their third time qualifying in a row. And, and, now, they are, and, now, and now they are making, they are making strides to, to become one of the best teams in in Africa, with this kind of consistent qualifying, now they are they are they are playing very well. They are a very good team, a very physical side who have a lot of a lot of quick wingers who are ready to exploit and take on opposition defenders with each chance they get. So then, they are a side to really look at. Maybe they are maybe they are going to threaten the big boys one in one way or the other. But then we 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 as we as we as football viewers and neutrals really hope that they can give the big boys a run for their money. And for Sudan, we all know that Sudan, Sudan are in, Sudan are, this Sudan squad is a very, very inexperienced team that are, that are coming into the Afghan. So then it looks like, it looks like it's going to be an excursion for them. Hopefully, hopefully they can make the best out of it and they can make some major strides out of it after this tournament ends. Wow. Um, just before you go to Group E, and uh, to give us a bit of knowledge on that, um, Sudan is currently um, uh, facing a bit of political turmoil and crisis. Do you think that account, uh, 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 that will have a, a major impact on their performance at the AFCON? Well, I do, not, I, do not, I do not believe that's the case, but then they are trying because even 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 regardless of the political even regardless of the political turmoil that's happening they just had their they just had their manager last month so then it really it really destroys plans in terms of consistency into going going into a big tournament like the afcon so then we really hope that that's not going to be the case but then they have they have a breakout star who 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 was born in Romania and plays in Hungary he's called Yasin Ahmed Hopefully, he's going to show a very, very good account of himself and he's going to do well for the Sudanese national team. National team. And uh, talking of Guinea, uh, this is the first time in the history of the Afcon we will have three Guinea uh, side. We have um, Guinea itself, we have Guinea-Bissau, and we have Equatorial Guinea. And uh, the focus of my question now is on Guinea-Bissau. Who do you think is the star man to look out for in this Guinea-Bissau side. So for so for the for their star man is a player who applies a straight for star dreams. He's called Moreto Kasama and he is and he is a good he's a good midfielder. He's a good midfielder does who who is who is who is very strong and very compact and a very quick physical midfielder who's good who knows how to break play and as well he knows how to initiate counter-attack. So then he's a player to look out for, as well as they have a Redden midfielder called Alpha Semedo. So those two players are the players to look out for for Guinea as they know they know how to distract distract play and break break down the opponents as well as initiate counters for Guinea Bissau for their wingers to exploit exploit and their opposition. 
So just before you leave um, to, to group E, who is the star player to look out for, the top man um, um, in terms of the most outstanding player uh, we should look out for in group D? We all know, I think you and I know who the star man is. It, it is not close right now because he was just announced to be a nominee for one of the one of the best three players in the world right now. That's Liverpool forward Mohamed Salah. And everyone is looking forward to him finally raising this this trophy with Egypt so that he can be able to achieve what his his past idols have achieved. Um Mohamed Zidane, Abu Treka, Samuel Hadari, he wants to be he wants to be part of that Hall of Fame for the for the Pharaohs as they are able to make a title run under Carlos Queiroz. Yes, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And uh, talking of um, writing his name in the history books, um, currently, even though uh, most Egyptians see him as an idol, uh, they still think Mohamed Salah uh, needs to do more in terms of Egyptian football history and pedigree uh, and, and to seal his name in the history books, like how he helped them to qualify for the World Cup in 2018 after... Uh, uh, after uh, the last time they did it was in 1990. So it would be, uh, I mean, a cap in the feather of Mohamed Salah if he's able to make history in Cameroon by adding the eighth title for the Pharaohs. Um, Mr. Mr. Kowa, take us to the next, the next group. So we are off to Group E. That has defending champions Algeria, Equatorial Guinea, Ivory Coast and Sierra Leone. In this group now, now we all know now we all know that Jamel Belmadi and his and his um, and his players are coming into this tournament with a 34 game unbeaten streak, winning the Afcon, winning the Arab Cup in the process, and they have and they have some of the best players, they have some of the best players on the continent with Riyad Mahrez, Said Ben Rama, Baghdad Bunja, and and the best and. The player who was adjudged the best player um, in the 2019 tournament and AC Milan midfielder Ismail Benase. So these, so this this star study squad, they are looking to replicate and probably do a back to back, which I believe will be very good for them because they've shown in terms of footballing ability they are above everyone right now in terms of cohesiveness and. And in terms of and in terms of attacking wise, um, they have they have very good players. It's a very it's a very experienced squad mixed with a bit of young young players that are going to be able to do their very best to bring back the cup again. Now we all know Ivory Coast, um, Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast are in Group E, and they are trying they are trying to do what they did against Ghana in Equatorial Guinea. By actually winning the cup again, but then this time they have a very new, they have a very fresh face, and their star man is Ajax striker Sebastian Allaire. He is he is one of the top goal scorers in the Champions League, tied with Lewandowski at the moment, and he's also going to show why he is one of the best attackers in Europe right now. They have they have experienced um, defender Eric Bailly. They have Willy Bolly from Wolves. John Michel Seri, they have um, Nicolas Pepe, they have Wilfred Zaha, and they have um, um, Sassuolo Winger, who who is due to move to Atalanta this month, and Jeremy Boga, who who is also going to show who is also going to show his pedigree, and 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 also funny enough, Algeria and Algeria and Cote d'Ivoire have have um, one player each. Each that formed the pivot of the current AC Milan team. That's Frank Kessie and Ismail Benasser. So this, so this, this match between both teams will be a very, very good game because last time Algeria came out winners. And now, do you think just before you 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 continue with the rest of the update? Do you think Cote d'Ivoire can break Algeria's unbeaten run? Hmm, that is very. That's that's very difficult to say, but then you can never say never in African Cup of Nations, because now Cote d'Ivoire have some good players on form, especially Benly Wenger, 
who is also going to Maxwell Corny, who is also going to who is also going to make an impact this season in, in this tournament because he has been a bright spark for Burnley and he has shown why Burnley wanted him so badly from Lyon and it took quite some time for that transfer saga to end. So if so if any so if anyone if anyone is going to help Cote d'Ivoire this time, it's probably going to be Maxwell Corny. And honestly for me I think the best Cote d'Ivoire could get is a draw. But then if they really dig deep they'll be able to beat Algeria. Wow. If they really dig deep they will be able to beat Algeria. Yes. Uh, Mr. Kuwa, you can continue with the rest of the update. So, um, the, the other counterpart from this group will be Equatorial Guinea and Sierra Leone. As we all know, Sierra Leone have a very have a very good team, and Sierra Leone have a very um, they they are, they actually made waves this this qualifies because in a, it, because they had a game where they came back from four 0 down to draw four four with the Swagos of Nigeria. So then they do not look as if they are going to be pushovers and they are and they are going to try their best. And now this is going to be and they will also look to come out of their group stage because the last because they've been at the group stages, they've not made it out of the group stage in nineteen ninety four and the nineteen ninety six editions. So they are going to try and do very well with this with their star man K Kamara, who is the fifth highest goal scorer in MLS history. And they have a player, they have a player who switched nationality from England. I, I think we all know him. He's called Stephen Corker. And he's going to be one of the players who are, who will be helping Sierra Leone make this run out of the group stages, hopefully as probably one of the best third place teams. Now for Equatorial Guinea, they have they have a very now they are known for making it into the Afcon. And they also had a very good performance in 2015 where they finished fourth. So then it looks so it looks like it looks like they are a team that are not going to they look like they're a team that that will be very uncertain in terms of qualification because their star man, former Middlesbrough striker and Mallorca striker Emiliano Ensue, has been with the club for several months. So then this looks like an uphill task for Equatorial Guinea, and we don't know what they are going to bring. But hopefully, hopefully, they are they'll try and replicate their 2015 miracle this time. And uh, talking of the top player to look out for in Group E from Algeria, Sierra Leone, Equatorial Guinea, and Cote d'Ivoire, and first give us the top player to look out for and the rising star. The, the the surprise the surprise the surprise package as well. For me, it is the the top player should be um, Riyad Mahrez, um, who is Algerian captain. He's he's been a very good player for Man City in terms of consistency, in terms of contributions, goals and assists. He's up there with the best, and he's going to do. He's going to contribute and show everyone that probably. He he pre-performing in 2019 was just a tip of the iceberg as compared to what he's going to do now. For me, there's only one player. There's only one player who 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 probably or for me, okay, two players who will be the rising stars. One, Youssef Attar of Algeria, their right back. In the 2019 Afcon edition, he had a very good start. He was very explosive on the right, very, very quick. A very good dribbler one on one, knows how to beat a man and is very competent in terms of his crossing and in terms of crossing and goal scoring. Unfortunately, he was withdrawn from the squad due to an injury in the group stages. And he would have a point to prove this time. He would have a he would have a point to prove because the nice man has the nice man dealt with that injury and wasn't and his impact wasn't seen a lot in their title run in twenty nineteen. They have and Jeremy Boga for me. Jeremy Boga will show why Atlanta also want to acquire the services of him. So then, for me, it's going to be um, Yusef Atta of Nice and Jeremy Boga of Sassuolo. Wow, wow! And for Group F, what do you so have for, for us? 
So for group F is between Gambia, Mali, Mauritania, sorry, Mauritania and Tunisia. So for this group, so for this group, it is it is between for me it is between Mali and Mali and Tunisia. I believe Mali has been one of the best national teams in Africa in the past twenty years, from the youth level to the senior level. Very consistent in terms of qualifying for the Afcon and very very good performance. They have very good stars like Musa Jenepo. They have Eve Bisuma. They have um, veteran striker. They have Bate, they have Amadou Haidara, they have um, Seku Koita, who was one of the best players in one of the past under-20 World Cups, and now he's at, our, he's at Red Bull South Bay. So then this team, this team is actually, this team will look to do very well in terms of, in terms of performances, and they will be one of the best teams to look out for in this tournament entirely. In fact, talking of that Mali team, I remember, I remember, I remember him from the under 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 twenty World Cup in New Zealand that was held in twenty fifteen, and also Mali has had a very good run at the youth level from 2015, 2017. and surprisingly, they've kept a core of these players and have graduated them into the uh, the national team, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm they are I'm in fact picking them as my surprise package for this AFCON. I don't know if you agree with me as well to make it to probably the last eight or the last four. I do I do I do agree with you because I do agree with you because Mali have a very good core. As you said, their youth system has held them down for the past decade and they show they show a very good mixture of brilliance in terms of dribblers, in terms of Good midfielders who know how to pass, who know how to do, know how to tackle, who know how to break lines, and energetic players. Especially, there's a Mohamed Kamara who was very instrumental in in RB Leipzig's um, in RB Leipzig's Champions League. Sorry, in RB Salzburg's um, Champions League um, run this season, he has been very good, and he is he is a he's a player who's on the who's on the radars of very, very big European teams. So we should look out for them to be a surprise package. Yeah. And uh, for Mauritania and, Gamb- and Gambia? So for, so for Mauritania, so for Mauritania, they, they as, as, we, as we all know, they are, they are, they are also um, helping themselves. They are developing themselves in terms of infrastructure. They have very good, they are very good, um, they have a very good um, core because they have a former former Fulham striker. I think he's now in Turkey, if I'm not wrong. Um, Abu Bakar Kamara, and he is a very he's a very good player. I think he's in the Greek Super League now. He's one of the best. He's he's one of their best players, and this Mar- this Mauritanians will also show that they are not going to be pushed over, as they are going to play very very well. As they are going to play very very well, and they are going to make a good account of, of themselves because they gave because they gave they, they actually gave Tunisia a run a run a run for their money in twenty nineteen. Yeah. And for Gambia, what should we expect? So 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 for Gambia it is it is it is it is going to be for me I I personally believe they are going to be they are going to be one of the teams to look at in terms of the third best qualifying teams from this tournament. Because they have, because they have, because they have very good young players, especially. And um, there's a player who rose through Roman system, Ebrima Dabo. He's a very good defensive midfielder. He's had, he's had a few games for Mourinho, and um, at for the Europa Conference League in the group stages. And he's a very, he's a very, very combative defensive midfielder. So they, they are a team who. Who, who who possess who possess a lot of good who possess a lot of potential and I think um, the past under twenty African Cup they were very good they were very good they they played very well they performed very well they showed lots of promise and and they showed a lot of ability in terms of in terms of strength in terms of dribbling in terms of um, overall play because I remember very well they outplayed Ghana in their group stage game. Their group stage game in the under twenty 
Cup of Nations. And they also have um, Bologna's Musa Baru, who's a very who's who's who 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 was who was a very good superstar for Atalanta, but now is but now will look to make it on his own at Bologna this season. Um, I've read commentaries that so, that uh, uh, seek to describe Gambia as probably the weak link in Group F and will be the weeping boys of that group. Do you think? Do you, do you agree with that? With that school of thoughts? I don't. I I don't believe it's 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 going to be that easy to term them as the weak link because we saw because we saw how Madagascar even played in 2019, and we we didn't we didn't believe Madagascar could get out of the group stages even back then. So then, so then, as and and as we all know, Afcon, Afcon, no matter how good you are, you are you are you are you are not going to perform very well against some of these whipping boys and some of these whipping boys have the ability to get a very good result out of the big boys so then i believe that gambia are, gambia will look will look like a team that have something to prove to people with their youth with their youth players and they are very and and their and their um and their experience and their experienced players wow so for group f who is the star man to look out for in this group we unfortunately we forgot Tunisia to add Tunisia because we as we all know Tunisia were the finalists alongside Algeria in the Arab Cup that that, that just finished um, earlier. And we yeah. all know that Tunisia are going to be the team to look at. Tunisia and Mali actually. They have because Tunisia Wabi Kaju from Saint Etienne. They have Hannibal Meju. A youngster from Manchester United who who showed very good promise at the Arab Cup for for a tournament for a new player for a young new player to play in a very good tournament like the Arab Cup. He showed a lot of promise and showed ability and it looked like a good decision that my United allowed him to play in that tournament. So then they they are one of the they are one of the very they are they are the favorite in Group F. Unless we forget they have they have one of the Best fullbacks in Africa. That's Ali Maloun, who plays for Al Akli, and he and he is he is once look out for in terms of his attacking prowess because he is one of he's one of the he's one of the good players behind Al Ali's constant success in Africa. So then they have a very good chance of making out making it out of this group alongside the the Malians. Oh, that's. Beautiful. And uh, thank you, Mr. Kowa, for that excellent uh, submission on what to expect in Group D, E, and F. Uh, Mr. Kowa, will come back to you shortly. I want to give our listeners and, um, a preview of the game that was played earlier today uh, between Cameroon and Burkina Faso. Just before I give you a preview of that game, that game was played at the Olympic Stadium in Cameroon and I want to give our cherished audience and listeners all the information and details that you need to know on that so let's take that feed and we'll come back to our discussions just over 50 years since Cameroon hosted the Africa Cup of Nations the continent again at the newly built Olympia Stadium and despite missing the 30th of November deadline set by the Confederation of African Football, Cameroon Minister of Sports and Physical Education Narcisse Maule Kombi was also president of the local organizing committee as confident of a successful tournament for both players, administrators and especially the fans. Cameroon, uh, as Africa in miniature, is very proud to celebrate Africa in this uh, marvelous uh, Olympe complex uh, stadium. And all commodities are uh, ready. All measures have been taken to have here and all conditions are, are a gap eh, to make sure that players are going to give the best of uh, themselves 
for a very good and satisfying uh, competition. I want to thank the President of the Republic for our beautiful stadium in Olympic. And I want to, to thank uh, all the Cameroonians, thank Samuel Eto for, for all he did. So thank you. Oh, we are so happy to, you, you people are welcome to Cameroon to come and enjoy the National Cup 2021 with us. We are so happy. You people are welcome. Just outside the newly built 60,000 seater Olympia Stadium, Yaoundé is clearly revving up with excitement for the Total Energies AFCON 2021. Olympia Stadium has been described. So that is the preview from Olympia Stadium. And we heard from the president of the local organizing committee who will take a special preview of the Cameroon Burkina Faso game. Goes the old adage. And in the case of AFCON 2021 in 2022, the entire continent is in agreement that it matters not how long the wait has been. It, this masterpiece of African footballing art, is finally here. And the artists in question first up are the hosts and the stallions of Burkina Faso, Group A's two big hitters ready to hit three points out of each other. The Lions, indomitable of Cameroon, are hosts once again for the first time since 1972. Between now and then, the crown as Africa's best has been worn on five occasions, the last being in 2017. So they've certainly been there, done that, and indeed worn the winner's shirt on the continent. The 2021 edition comes around with the home side favourites to emerge from Group A without a scratch. They might not be the bona fide heavies of the past that conquered Africa with some of the most talented players we've seen paraded in this competition. But they do have names more than capable in the squad, who've been passed with wrestling the title back and this time on home soil. As champions in 2019 matters didn't quite go according to plan, managing to get out of Group F before losing to rivals Nigeria in the round of 16. Three years later, in the first hurdle is Burkina Faso, who having recently failed to make the third round of the World Cup qualifiers, will still be reeling from just how close they did get to making it to the final 10. As it is, they must leave the pain of that failure behind and focus on their duties as not only joint favourites to get out of this group, but also tournament dark horses, a role they've played without much fighting in competitions prior. Runners-up in 2013, third place in 2017. However, the disappointment of missing out on the 2019 party should, the nation back home will be hoping, spur the stallions to gallop into Cameroon, gallop into Yaoundé, and then storm the Olympia Stadium. Carrying that charge will be Aston Villa's Bertrand Traore, who with the help of the talented standard VH striker Abdul Tapsova, will be key as Burkina Faso look to announce themselves back to the African football public. The two outfits did tussle back in 2017, a group game that ended in a one-all draw. Incidentally, both featured in Group A back then, and both did manage to make it to the next round. 2022 brings with it many off-the-field issues, issues that both the Lions and the Stallions have had to deal with as a number of players from each squad have been battling COVID and its protocols ahead of the opener. Trust the men, though, chosen to represent each proud nation tonight to not only do themselves proud, but also those who will be watching on with expectation. Expectation can either be a burden or an inspiration, dear Cameroon. Selvin, is it both? Yes, talking of expectations, indeed, that game between Cameroon and Burkina Faso was fireworks. It ended 2-1. And let me give you the highlights of that game. And uh, we'll come back to our African football expert and analyst to get his thoughts of that game. Let's take the highlights. And it is Cameroon who kick off the 33rd Africa Cup of Nations. Misjudging the lines. Akina Faso wake up. Oh, what now? Oh, what a goal! It's perfect delivery. And how about that for a tidy finish by Sangare? What now? Oh, 
was loose. Now Crunchy Challenge. Play goes on. And the referee appeal. Just for yourselves, that's it. Release ball. That's a clumsy, clumsy challenge. Lisa taken out by Traore. And we do have the video assistant referee. Referee keeping us in suspense. There it is. Penalty. Abubakar against Coffey. Abubakar. 1-1. One, one. Stop start approach by Abubakar. Cometh the hour. Well done, just behind his defender. Oh my word, that was so nearly a second. And he points again to the penalty spot. On the score sheet. Okay. Or will Coffey go for that spot? He puts it to the other side. Genius. Master of that approach. And look, he's not even looking. Keeps his eye on the goalkeeper. Giving away the penalty with a clumsy challenge. It's left foot and look to whip this in. Which he does. Off the line. Brilliant defending. Goodness me. Traore stays down. Cameroon over the halfway line on the counter. It's three against two. Four against two. Abubakar. Needs to kill off the game. Brilliant save. But the ball in the back of the net anyway. Looks like it won't count. Flags up to end action. Abubakar. Is he offside? It's a big decision. It's a great save by Coffey. Has to run all the way back into defence. If we have time, that is. And we don't. The referee blows his whistle. Cameroon celebrate a 2-1 opening tournament. Yes, that was a 2-1 victory for Cameroon host nation. And Cameroon have not lost in Yaoundé. The last time they did was 30 years ago. 30 years ago. So Yaoundé is a fortress for the indomitable lions of Cameroon. And uh, if you're just tuning in to this show, this is a special podcast of the African Cup of Nations that is currently taking place in Cameroon from the 9th of January to the 6th of February. And on your FIFA World Cup show from now until the 6th of February, we will be having different guests on our show. And tonight, we have African football experts based in London, but currently following the African Cup of Nations with us as a guest. And it's no other person than Mr. Justin Akua. And uh, Mr. Justin, can you tell us what you, you make of that opening game between Cameroon and Burkina Faso. Well, it it was it was quite clear in terms of who the favorites in that group are going to be, and it's and the gap is not that wide between Cameroon and Burkina Faso. For me, what I made of it was Antonio Consensao's team were very very drilled. They were well drilled with their with the wing back system, they exploited the wide spaces. They kept on attacking the wide spaces and that stretched the Burkina base a bit because Kamumalo was was had his team to defend in a very narrow manner. So then that 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 was to the advantage of the Cameroonians as they kept attacking the wide spaces, but then couldn't cross well enough for um their their attackers to convert. And now, I think for the Burkina base, even though they had a few COVID cases, it's clear that what they lacked in this opening game was composure. Because 
even in even within the first minute of the game, they almost for me it was a red card challenge. They made a very, yes, I, I saw that challenge as well. There was a very rash challenge in less than two minutes of the op- the opening match, and 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 that goes to show the amount of for me the amount of um, um, pressure that was on the book on the Burkina base because they they look very unsettled in terms of in terms of that and Kamumalo needs to rally his boys, tell them to calm down and play very well because once they started once they started to take the game to the Cameroonians a bit after the tenth minute, they showed that the game was fairly was fairly, fairly, fairly equal. And they were able to and they were able to score they were able to score the opening goal of the tournament. And it looks like there's a, there will be a lot of reliance on their captain Bertrand Traore, who also made a just before mistake. just before you just before you proceed, Mr. Justin. Okay. What do you make of that Andre Onana mistake that led to the first goal? I think I I think I think for me it's a something that happens. It's it was it was it was um it was just a moment where he lost his concentration, and unfortunately. That led that led to um, that led to the first goal. He should have been able to should have be able to win that aerial draw to punch that ball out to safety, but unfortunately he couldn't, and that was what caused the Cameroonians in in that case. In this group group A, who do you think would emerge out of the out of the group as group winners and runners up? For me, it is going to be Cameroon, and hopefully Burkina Faso. And hopefully Burkina Faso. And uh, the second game between Ethiopia and Cape Verde ended um, a while ago, just before we came into the studios for this show. And that game ended one nil in favor of Cape Verde. Um, what do you, Mr. Kowa, What do you make of that of, of that game between Ethiopia and Cape Verde? And remember, Ethiopia played most part of that game with ten men. After that red card incident in the twelfth minute, yes, for me, I believe Ethiopia are one of the one of the best teams in Africa in terms of build up play, playing out of their back. But then it looks it looks like there is there is a sense of experience. There's a sense of experience from them as as sometimes they they don't know how to take their chances and and and. They do not. They they do not learn. They do not. They do not learn how to make the most out of the the things they do. They are they are a very good team. They are a very good passing team. But then you should have seen the Cavadians today. The Cavadians were very good in terms of crossing. They crossed about twenty one times this game, just from open play as compared to four from Ethiopia. With which from one of the crosses, there was there was there was a there was there was a place where. The Cavadian player let the ball, he kicked the ball back in into the middle for their target man to score. So even though the Cavadians won, I really believe that Ethiopia put put up a very good fight, even with ten men, and they and hopefully, hopefully, their good football will be rewarded sometime in this group. And uh, wrapping up with our discussions for today, it's been exciting. Uh, but just before we go, Mr. Kowa, tomorrow is the big game. The Black Stars of Ghana versus the Atlas, Atlas Lions of Morocco. What is your analysis of that game? Um, sorry. So for, so for, this, so for, this, for this game, I really, I really believe that even though it's, it's been reported that there will be around five players who are going to miss the this game for the Atlas Lions. I believe that they have they they still have talent and they have the ability to still beat the Black Stars. But then we do not count Milovan Rajivak out because Milovan was the same coach who who took who took a fairly inexperienced team in in 2010 to Angola to play in the final. Um, when he was, when in his first things with the Black Stars, so then Milovan is someone who who shouldn't who shouldn't be who shouldn't be counted out. So then, 
for me, I believe that the best result or the first result will be a draw. But then hopefully, African football will show its quality and give us a very good game. That will be between two heavyweights of the continent. Most definitely and most certainly. And thank you so much, Mr. Kowa, yeah, for all the succinct and detailed presentation. And for my audience and listeners, this is your most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform. And in this convocation of Africa's football finest, which is the African Cup of Nations 2021, your most authentic and reliable platform to get all the exclusive details that you need to know about the African Cup of Nations is right here on the calling platform. Don't forget to listen, subscribe, share, and enjoy all, the, all that you need to know on the African Cup of Nations. I leave you with the official theme song of the African Cup of Nations. We stand for Africa. Wherever you find yourself this evening, stand strong, believe in yourself, Pray, achieve, and make all the difference that you ought to make in life. Until same time tomorrow, it's adios for now with the theme song, We Stand for Africa.